Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hello there and a good afternoon to you as they tape this on a Friday afternoon and getting close to the end of a February. That means we're just even that much closer to the start of the state tournaments for basketball. But this week, got the state diving tournaments going on, the swimming tournament, also the wrestling tournament, the bowling tournaments, all of those kind of little previews about this week, but a little more next week as everything kind of going on right now. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow as I uh, taped this on a Thursday through Saturday and kind of trying to find out the results and a lot of folks smarter in that vein than am I. Hopefully I can get a coach or two, maybe a couple of players on and uh, talk about their experience in the next couple of weeks from that aspect. But the uh, big news the last handful of weeks has been, and I talked about this last week during this show of uh, Rick Miller, longtime voice at WDOH, the voice of Delphi Sports, retiring in just uh, about a week or two whenever the uh, Delphi season is done. Had his last game last week at the Vatican in Delphi at St. John's as they were uh, beaten by Coldwater. A Coldwater team, by the way, that came back not only with a big uh, run in that game, came back and get a tournament win a couple of nights ago at home against Paulding. They're still in action in the D3 tournament, the Lima District and could possibly have a couple of big district tournament matchups on tap. But he uh, was nice enough to spend some time with me this past week. I wrote an article that will come out tomorrow. It'll be on Saturday the 27th in the Delphus Herald that tries to chronicle his career. And for 42 years, he's done everything. I mean, you talk to the guy, and he's just the most infectious, positive personality. And he was nice enough to spend about two and a half hours with me yesterday and uh, we sat we talked about family and about life and it was just kind of neat because I joked with my wife about how he reminds me of a future me in that we look at things a lot the same and you'll hear from him coming up here in a bit uh, about a 40-minute conversation that I absolutely adore I've listened to it a couple of times and it, it will stick out to you just his love for his family and knowing that at almost 70 that it's time to move on from uh, spending Friday, Saturday, sometimes Tuesday or Wednesday nights in a gym on a ball field or whatever of uh, calling games and telling stories and how much all the tributes have meant to him, how much everything that has gone on has uh, kind of impacted him and his life and, and spending time with his family. And, and God bless him, and I wish him nothing but the best. Got to talk to him again today. And just, again, the most positive person that you can talk to would do just about anything for anyone. I hope that you enjoy the conversation with him coming up here in just a few. But this weekend, big weekend, sectional finals for the boys. Tonight, a lot of big games going on. Tomorrow will be district final Saturday for the girls. I'm excited. 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon on WZOQ Radio. You can hear Ottawa Glendorf take on Fairview. Whenever that one goes into the regionals. And uh, we'll move on to Lexington next weekend where the uh, – Titans have had usually a regional finals matchup, but this year there's no split regional in terms of going to Ada first with Ohio Northern playing. They're actually, as crazy as that is, Ohio Northern is finishing up their season. They started January 1st. They only have two regular season games left and uh, kind of a split thing. I know they were 4-4 four and four at one point. A lot of local girls having uh, big games there, and uh, Peyton Warnicke and uh, Casey Knippen I've seen play on uh, the – the feed a couple of times and I, I just I love the Bears I hope they're able to do well we've got a lot of college teams doing well but unfortunately they're all finishing up right now because that's getting ready for the tournament you got the Finley men and women and uh, St. Francis has a handful of uh, kids as well you've got Case Western with representation and that's the great thing and the hard thing to do a show like this because you try to keep up with all of the kids in the area and sometimes for some episodes, you miss one or two, and I, I'm i just proud of being able to be a, a small voice of any of those kids. Good matchup tomorrow for girls basketball in Troy at 4 p.m. You've got Fort Lormie, who has just been shellacking folks. I've seen a couple of their games, uh, obviously, number one team in the state for most of the season in D4. They're legit. They'll take on Cincinnati Country Day. It's the 2-1 seeds taking place in the uh, district final. Next week will be the regional semifinals. And you could potentially have 
Fort Loramie against Minster. That's the uh, matchup that a lot of folks have talked about since it didn't happen last year and the possibility of it being a state final game. But Minster's got to get past New Knoxville for the third year in a row in a game that I know will be on K94. Myself and uh, Denny Cisco uh, doing the uh, double dip. Well, at least me. He likes to enjoy the early part of his day at home. But for the third year in a row, it'll be Knoxville and Minster, a Minster team that beat New Knoxville earlier on in the season. And you've got uh, just that one loss for New Knoxville early on. Minster's got a young lady named Ivy Wolf on the precipice of doing something big, just under 30 points away from becoming the school's all-time leading scorer. Tune into that game because she's either going to get a chance to do it in that ball game, or if they're uh, unable to win and they play in the regional semi, or unable to uh, get it done rather, and they win, she would be, uh, I would think, able to do it in the regional semis against Fort Loramie. Good girls game tomorrow night as well. Putnam County League style have Columbus Grove and Van Wert. That'll be on Columbus Grove and Kaleida at Van Wert. That'll be on Z Sports Live. Napoleon and Bryan. This is the uh, Paulding District in Division Two that includes all of the Western Buckeye League. But Bryan ended bath season. Napoleon keeps on winning. They're trying to add to that banner that they hung about the uh, season that was truncated last year when they were down in Columbus and not able to uh, finish up with everything in 2020. Uh, you can go back an episode and talk to Corey Kreinbrink, the head coach at Napoleon. Uh, again, another great personality that we're blessed to have here in Northwest Ohio and uh, just a, a positive personality for that team. And they are doing some big things. And over on, I think it's on Z Sports 3. You've got Crestview and Audeville also on uh, my sports. It'll be on as well. But uh, at Defiance, it's an 8 o'clock game. They've got the Van Wert boys playing early on in the day. Speaking of the Van Wert boys, Owen Treese, the spectacular three-sport athlete, saying that he is going to go play college football at Heidelberg. And a big congratulations to him. He's been on the show multiple times, and I asked him, hey, what's next for you? And he said, well, you know, a couple of months ago, still feeling out to see what's the right fit for me, but I think he's going to have a terrific career as the uh, quarterback of the Wittenberg Tigers. And, uh, again, best of luck to him. Uh, boys games going on tonight. Ottawa Glendorf is in action hosting uh, Bluffton, and that's the first ever game, first ever tournament game in the postseason for the uh, Titan men at home at the Supreme Court, again, because – this year, you're hosting through the sectionals before you get to the districts. Audeville is back in action. Talk to Keith Thutendorf. He's ready to get his boys going as they continue to try to get to the possibility of that district finals matchup against Columbus Grove. Bulldogs are in action. And maybe the best kind of sneaky game takes place at Kaleida because you've got Kaleida and Lincoln View squaring off. And I know that one will be on at WOSN and on about everywhere that you can think of. A lot of great basketball right now. I hope that you're able to watch these live feeds, whether it's Facebook, WSN, the NFHS, or any of these games, and see just how good these kids are playing right now. But speaking of Audeville, it was Audeville girls basketball last night. They picked up a win against Wayne Trace. They were able to move into that matchup with Crestview that I was talking about tomorrow night. And a big shout-out to Nikki Knippen. Got her 1,000th career point last week. For the Big Green in the second quarter of a uh, sectional win and uh, becomes the uh, PCL Player of the Year, too. For the second straight year, it's the fourth time that a uh, Big Greener, Big Greeny, I don't know, has won that award multiple times. And it's the third straight year that it's been won by a Knippen because her sister won it. The year before, she ended up going to Urbana and ultimately ending up at Ohio Northern University. Another set of sisters you can go back that have been on different points you can find this podcast on Apple and on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, and kind of search for that as well. I talked about wrestling, the uh, districts last week into the uh, sectionals and into state in a couple of weeks. Ottawa Glendorf, one of a multitude of teams that's competing up at the uh, Defiant sectionals. I hope that I have more information about all of these results coming up on uh, next week's show. State swimming competition, the things that are actually done. Wes Davidson from OG ended up competing yesterday at the state. It was 14th in the 100-meter fly in at Division Two. Napoleon senior, senior Kaylee Noggle ended up being third in the D2 50-yard freestyle. And the Coldwater girls 
set a 200 medley school record in Carly Goodwin, Heidi Bruns, Sarah Diller, Macy May, and I already saw on Twitter that they were added to the uh, Ring of Honor that they've got there at the school and just outside of the palace that uh, they're running out of room. When I was there a couple weeks ago, I noticed that they're going to have to build a bigger boat, so to speak, and put more things up on the wall. State bowling championships are going on right now. I know that the Coldwater girls have gotten pretty far down into that, but that'll continue into the next week. And as crazy as this is, and only because it's supposed to be 50-plus degrees this weekend, baseball and softball and track started their practices on Monday. That is a uh, terrific sign because they didn't even get a season last year. Scott Garlock, the new Liberty Benton boys football head coach, and looking at the OHSAA, looking at the end of the winter season, they announced a couple of days ago that the finals for the boys and girls tournaments will be at the University of Dayton Arena. They're expected because of what the governor has said the last handful of weeks about baseball and Major League of getting 30%. Somewhere around 1,000 people are expected to be in attendance for those games that are coming up in just two weeks. The girls will play on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the traditional way that that has gone. They'll go the 11th, 12th, and 13th, whereas the boys are actually a week later going Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So the final game of this year's season, which it's looking promising, we're going to have a game uh, for the state finals, will take place on a uh, Sunday night. That'll be something kind of different. I think it's an 8 o'clock start on a Sunday night. And uh, biggest piece of news for local athletes, University of Dayton standout and St. Henry graduate Ryan Mikesell. He's playing pro ball in Germany. He actually headed over there. He's in the uh, waiting period where you get your COVID test and then they put you in isolation before you get started. He's expected to even possibly play for the, I'm going to butcher this, but the Tubigen Tigers over in uh, Germany and get started in his pro career. Congratulations to him. Just had his uh, camp not that long ago. And uh, the St. Henry boys in action tonight. I know he's probably trying to figure out the timing to listen to that one as it gets started. They, uh, they've got a big game coming up tonight. All of that, the uh, news and notes for this week, and uh, a lot of things going on. If uh, you have something, you can always hit me up on Twitter, at Michael Hearn at PBP. When we come back, we'll talk to uh, the legendary voice of uh, Delphus and St. John's and Jefferson, and you'll hear about how many other programs that he was as well as we talked to Rick Miller here on Around the Hearn. Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kissel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great, because we need pre-owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. And we're here proud to represent the greatest products on the American road. Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course. No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years and will be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. I mean, when you look at almost 42 years, how do you kind of put that in a box? How do you put that in perspective? You look at it in phases. I mean, you look back to the first game that you did, and I can remember in 1979, the very first game that I did. Uh, it was out here at Stadium Park, and it was uh, uh, St. John's played Salina. And I've told the story about how the press box back in those days had seats from the Capitol Theater that you sat in and you couldn't even see uh, the field because you were sitting so low and the, and the light bulbs, it was a dimly lit press box. Uh, you look at those and then you just progress and you sit and you have a lot of memories. And when I say a lot of memories, you know, those you accumulate over 40, almost 42 years on the air. Uh, and they are so many good memories of facilities, of players, of coaches, of fans, and you learn as time goes on that it's not all about sports. It's about 
people and families because I've been there to talk with players and coaches who have had situations going on and they felt comfortable talking to me because maybe I was a familiar face to them or a voice to them. And we would talk about things either before game or after game or whenever. And those were the most important parts of, of my broadcasting. Now, yes, I had some great games, uh, many memories of, of teams and players, and, and, and it's just phenomenal how many there are. But it, it, you can't wrap around a certain game, at least I can't wrap around a certain game or a certain person because there's been so many of them. And it's just all of those memories that are just phenomenal that uh, I, I sit at, uh, instead of watching TV, I sit and think about all of those. I heard you tell a story the other night about how kids or their dads come up and say, oh my gosh, you did so-and-so's game. I, does that, it just sort of makes you laugh now of, I mean, I've had that, and I've only been doing it like 10 years where I have coaches now who I did their games. I can only imagine having had a kid, his dad, and maybe an uncle or something. It makes you feel old. Uh, and, and I could use many, many examples. I mean, one time I was over in Ada and the kid came up to me and he said, uh, in the press box, he says, you did my games in school. And I said, yes. He said, you did my brother's games when he played. I says, possible. And I know who it was. He, I says, I did your dad games too. And, uh, it, there again, it's, I've had people tell me now they have CDs and cassettes <laughs> of, of games that were done. And then they get the cassettes out they get the cds out depending upon what year it was and now with i don't even know the names of the technology today that they put everything on a little uh chip or whatever and you can flash there you go see and and they they play all of these things and they take the whole season and it's it's so amazing that uh you can be a part of that family's life for a lot for a long time and i think that's what you know, makes when I get the phone calls that I have or the, the e uh, emails or the letters that I've gotten, uh, it, it's like, well, you know, you're going to be gone and, and, and you know, it's time, but uh, uh, I'm going to miss all of that. And, and again, it's a family. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been in the hospital. You get old, you do things like that. You have to go in the hospital maybe sometimes once in a while. And I've had, I've had people with their surgical mask on look down at me and say, you're going to be okay, Mr. Miller, because you did my games when I was in school when you, and you're, I'm going to take care of you now. Those are the things that you can't replace. Those are the things that, again, Mike, go on the beyond the field of, of sports or the court of sports. It goes into personal, family, and friendships. Well, it's kind of funny because I'm sure that you do. Like, I have nights where I'll have a Tuesday night game that I don't feel good or, you know, I've been up late or, or I just don't feel like it's going to be a good game or whatever, but you get that done and at the end of the game, you start, it doesn't matter. And then those are those always seem to me like the ones that someone will come up to you and say, oh, you talked nice about Johnny. Like, how did you even know about that? Or something where they end up being more rewarding at times. Yes, and, and, and there's times, like you said, over all the years, and you'll get more of them as you go on, where you, you, you just, you do. You put the microphone on or the headset on, and there's times people don't know. Uh, there's times when I've had a basket sitting beside of me, and it's, I don't know how you clean this up on a on a broadcast or whatever, but I'm just going to say I I needed a basket sitting beside of me because I didn't know if I was going to use that or not. But on people listening at home, they don't want to know about that. They just hear a pleasant good evening, and and uh, we go from there, and and you do your thing, and and I enjoy doing it. It's just that sometimes you you know there's it, it makes it rough on some of those games, and especially. You know, you know, we've talked uh, for, for that many years, for seven months a year, I am gone on Friday and Saturday nights, you know, and uh, a lot of Tuesdays and through the week as well. But I'm leaving the house at four o'clock, depending upon where I'm going, and I get home at 10, 11 o'clock at night. And, and Lynn always has, uh, says, uh, like she did last night when I got home, what do you want for dinner? And well, it's 11 o'clock at night. You don't need to make me anything. She says, I don't worry about it. I'm going to make your dinner. And those things for, for seven months a year, our lives were just that on the weekends. No Fridays, no Saturday nights. Uh, you know, we, I ate here at 11 o'clock at night watching the scores as to uh, before we had everything on the phone where you could look at. Um, and never she never complained. Family didn't, you know, that's just, they knew I liked doing that. And, but there comes a time when you need to get back to your family as well. And, and as I'm getting closer to 70 years old here, it's time to give back to my family because they've given so much to me over the years. 
Do you know your family like I do where when you're watching something you either critique everything or why would why would he use that approach? Why would he say it that way? I sit here and watch some sports on TV because I uh, anymore that's about the only thing I'll watch uh, Andy Griffith shows or some uh, sports and my wife will sit here and she'll say it's like listening to a game uh, that you're broadcasting because you'll you start saying this or you start saying <laughs> that and and uh, yeah there there's so many things that that uh, and, and the way you try to do you, you know your broadcast too uh, you you try to it's different than doing a game on on TV, and I've I've done a couple of games uh, uh, over the TV on the Sports Time Ohio over the years. They asked me, but it uh, it was you know I couldn't travel. I was I needed to be home. I couldn't travel, and 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 uh, to that extent. But you know, radio is much different than TV when you're broadcasting because people sitting at home. If if you and I would broadcast a game. Uh, on the TV, like we do on the radio, we drive people crazy because they can see that on a radio. They can't see that. And you have to paint that picture. And that's one of the best compliments that I've gotten over the years is that people say, Oh, we're sitting at home and we know exactly where the ball is on the court, or we know where it is on the football field and what the players are doing because you paint that picture for us. And, and that's, uh, you know, easier said than done. And, and, and it's one of those things that you do and you don't even think about it. You just do, uh, what you see, and you know, it comes out the way it's come out for the last forty, close forty-two years. Well, it's funny to me now because my wife is a huge sports fan, and I've said so many things over the years, and we were joking before this about whether our wives listen to us or not. Well, sometimes probably not, but mine will now be able to sort of predict things. Of didn't isn't this where you said? And then two seconds later, when it comes on, of huh, maybe I am impressed you pick something up here or there. Yeah, very. Uh, I'll say something when, when I'm watching a game, and 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 the announcer. I mean, I don't know how many times this happened. The announcer will say something uh, ten seconds later about the same thing that I just said, uh, almost sometimes in the same verbiage, and and uh, she says, "Yep, I know you just said that." And, <laughs> and I said, "It's kind of like uh, not getting away." And she says, "Yes, but uh, yeah, it goes back to a lot of patience." Well, how did you, as you're going along, you talk about the first football game you did. Kind of from that point, and you had told me the story before about how Big Ralph had called up, said, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to the game anyways. You want to do it with me. How does it pick up from that point? We did those games in 79, and and uh, I enjoyed doing what I was doing. I had no training for it. Didn't, uh, you know, I mean, I played sports, but didn't have a training to be behind a microphone with it. And it, it, it just, I don't want to say this, it's something that you cannot teach somebody you know this it's something that you either have the ability to do it or not have the ability to do it uh intimidation plays a factor in a lot of people's uh i i wasn't intimidated because in my regular job i was in front of people talking i would talk uh with my regular job in front of hundreds and hundreds of people in in regards to uh i, I was in the healthcare business and, and their benefits and stuff i i had large audiences that so I wasn't intimidated by those things I've had people that have, have uh, over the years have had uh, that have done a game with me that that have uh, played sports in front of uh, 100,000 people <laughs> literally and they were a little nervous getting behind that microphone and I understand that because it's a different world back there most people don't like to do what you and I do as, as far as as have a microphone there because they're you know you just you and we open up our mouth and we talk, and and I won't tell you what Sometimes my wife says. Uh, what come? Yeah, yes, and 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 uh, but that's what we do, and and so I did it. Yeah, I did it with uh, Ralph for about four years, and uh, with WKKI and Salina until 1983, and and Dave Roach asked me to come up here if I would be interested in coming up here. Coming up here, I lived up here, and uh, I was back home because I was born and raised in Delphus, and I lived in Southern Ohio for a while, but. He said, "Would you be interested in doing games?" And I said, "Yes." And that started in '83, and and uh, the next year, the my as we my 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 music I call it my music jump uh, that uh, is on the radio when we have the, the sports coming on was out of the Van Halen album, and and uh, that was the music I picked, and it's been with me ever since then. And and uh, one thing led to another, and and. I mean, we did we did a lot of ball games over those years, a lot of games over those years. Do you know how anywhere close to the number? Oh no, I mean, people people have asked me that many times, and and I said, well, you know, during a football season, uh, 
in Delphus, Ohio, during a football season, you with the two schools, a lot of them, you know, it's a Friday, Saturday with football. And then with the success with the football teams had, and not only Delphus, because as I said, we did we did the Bluftons in the playoffs. We did the Columbus Groves with Jerry Cooper in the playoffs. We, we did uh, lots of other schools during the football season, just besides the Delphus area. And so, you know, you're looking at, at, at usually about 20 games a year uh, football. Now you do the multiplication on that. And then when you started the basketball seasons, uh, you know, back in those days, we had a 20 game, teams had a 20 game schedule, but, you know, we're doing other schools and we would do uh, the Crestviews, the Fort Jennings, the Ottavilles, all, all the schools around. We did a Spencervilles, all of the schools around that we would do. And uh, then we would do uh, the tournament, no matter, uh, you know, the, the teams that were playing locally, we would do in district and regionals. And then we did all of the state tournaments, no matter who was playing. So you add all of those together over the course of the year. And this, this was, you know, just boys. I didn't do girls. People said, why didn't you do girls? And I said, well, because I'd be gone every night of the week if, I, if we did girls games. So, uh, and I did have a job and I did have family and stuff. So we, we did the boys. But to answer your question, it, it, you put 25 games a year of, of football and then you add about 75 games a year uh, very easily of basketball because you're doing just 12 at the state tournament level. Uh, and we did, I, you know, it, it's, you, you do the math there and it is a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, the worst thing of it is, is uh, you talk about having a real job. I'm a little different in that pretty much if I don't go do a game, I don't make any money for that day. But I can't imagine a better outlet for creative people of just being able to go for two hours, be in people's house and be, here's a story. Let me just sit down and tell you a story. And it's different too, because... From when you started, you have radio and then you have not as much locally, but TV doing games. And now you can turn on anything and hear or see anyone, both good and bad. That's the one thing that's good for our kids. Because again, back in those days, as you said, you take the, uh, <laughs> when we were doing games, yes, you had Ralph and WKKI down there. You had Mike Mullen and Lima. Uh, you, you had myself here and we did all of those all of the games that I've mentioned all from all the counties around. And then up north, you had Marv Sebring and Defiance that did games. And that was it. If you weren't on one of those stations, you weren't on because it was not uh, the TVs that were doing the games back in there. And it wasn't the internet that was doing the games back there because that was prior to all of that. And uh, that's that's why we developed, uh, you know, a lot of travel over the, you know, we would be up in Mount Pelier doing games. <laughs> we would be down south in Sydney doing it. We'd be all over doing games that you think, well, because they could still pick up the radio signal and they sold the advertisement and I went where they told me to go. And, and uh, yeah, it was it was much different back then. Today, uh, the, our, the kids, the athletes are very blessed because on a given night, uh, you can see two or three or four venues uh, of, of media there doing games. Um, I remember years ago doing games uh, in the city was not something that uh, hat did this. And we were doing a game down in Salina and the people in the stands came up and said, what station are you on? And, and, and I, and I told them and they were just, you know, they were just like what looking and saying, we want to listen because in the city, you didn't get that. They were never on the radio. When we would go to the cities and do games sometimes down in the Dayton area and different places, they literally would make a press box for us because they never had media there. <laughs> because in the cities, they just didn't do that within the inner schools. And uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, as the teams traveled, uh, we, we did those games. And uh, it, it uh, we're very fortunate. The athletes and the families are very fortunate to be able to say their their kids are, are on TV, on the radio, in the media, because uh, back in those days, you never were. I can only imagine the answer to this question, but do you have horror stories of where things you people don't realize? We talked about before about when you come on 7 o'clock, Nothing else in the world is going on. Whatever you've had to do, run 500 feet worth of phone line, or uh, I've had to go buy extension cords because we weren't allowed in a press box because it got robbed three days before, um, that just kind of jump out of, thank God we made it through that night. I go back to the days, now this is really shows your age, I go back to the days when everything was done either by antenna, what we call Marty, and you set up an antenna, literally set up an antenna to do the games. And you did that, and if you didn't do that, you did it by phone lines. Well, in the early days, doing it by phone lines meant you went to the school, 
and there was phone lines, red wire, black wire, green wire, and you you literally wired your phone lines so that you could broadcast a ball game. And you hope and pray that everything went right. And then uh, there were the days of of calling the radio or calling the uh, the uh, radio station, not the radio station, but the uh, radio companies, uh, phone companies. I'm sorry, phone companies, and saying uh, we're going to do a ball game. Uh, and then the people at the station would call and say we're going to do a ball game and and put a phone line in. Well, sometimes they didn't put the phone line in. In this, and the one that comes to mind is the one at Ohio State. Uh, at the branch where we were doing a game we did upper soda valley and collida that night and they put the phone line people from the phone company came in put the phone line in the weight room well then i'm running wired down the hall up all over the place getting out there to because i carry a bunch of stuff with me little did the people know at home that when they heard uh, pleasant good evening as i always said uh little did they know for the last hour it's like laying phone lines for people and but they you know that's not their problem uh, yeah, that was, but boy, you sweat and you wonder if you were going to get on. And, and I think there's only been a couple of times over the years where I, I haven't been able to. And then you get in today's world where, uh, like we use things with, with uh, technology today, whether you call it the tie line or whatever we, you know, you use. Now you're depending upon what goes on up in space with the technology side of it. And sometimes it does not work depending upon the facility that you're in. And then you got to go plan B. And, and in the meantime, you know, you got all of these people that, that make a living off of selling uh, advertisements and you better get on the air because if you don't, then uh, advertisers aren't going to be happy and people aren't going to be happy because they don't get paid and you got a lot of pressure on you. But that's just part of the game that you do. How did you decide as far as, I guess, catchphrases go? How did you decide on that as an opening? Pleasant good evening. Yeah. Just... Several things. Uh, I don't know. I just started saying it, and I kept saying it. Pleasant good evening, and and uh, when I come on, and a pleasant good evening when I leave. Uh, different things. Different people say different things. One of the ones that I have a little boy lives down the street from me, and uh, uh, it was Clark. Name was Clark, and last name was Clark. And uh, Eric was out there, and he's shooting baskets. And his mom and dad told me that one of these days he wanted to hear Rick on the radio say, write it down on one of his shots that he made. <laughs> and he became a high school player, and I did. And we made a, a tape of that, and, and he has that. I don't know if they still have it or not. But those are the things that, that I don't know where write it down came from or book it or <laughs> some of the things I say. Some of this, I just open your mouth and stuff come out. But it, it's different than just saying, well, he shot the basket and it's good. Uh, and those are the things that you do that people like to listen to is, is the different phrases. And, and, and But I don't have an answer as to where they came from. I don't know where they came from. It's just things that, you know, write it down and, and, and uh, those kind of things. And I remember we're talking about Ralph. His, one of his cliches, one of his things he said, and, and I never copied that or said it because that was his. Uh, he would say, put them on the bus, put them on the bus. And I had somebody ask me that the other day. They said, Ralph, when he, he said, when the game was to the point where it was over, but mm -hmm. you know, uh, as far as they knew who was going to win, he says, put them on the bus. Uh, that still people remember. And, and I hope that people will remember, you know, after my real quick here comes to an end, uh, you know, the write it downs and, and those kind of things. Those are just stuff that I said. Well, it's kind of funny that you say put them on the bus because when I took over six years ago doing St. Mary's football for Mark Wolfhorst, that was one of the things that people were in. You know, St. Mary's is, has sure. been very good when Doug sure. Fry returned, and, and they've had a lot of talent. And there'd be a 50 to 15 game or whatever, and everybody would text me like, you know what time it is? And I'm like, I, <laughs> I have all the respect in the world for sure. him, but I felt weird of... You know, yeah. that's not my thing. Yeah, that's I hear you. I understand it, and sure. you you have that or whatever. But you know, I I don't go around yelling "bang" trying to take it from Mark Breen or Mike Breen. Yeah, yep. And, and and imitation is flattery, as I've always was told. But there, and and, and this is just my opinion, and, and is what you just said. Uh, there are things that belong to certain people. Uh, like my jump music, I told you the jump music that uh, comes on with my broadcast, and, and uh, I've had people say to me, they know if they're at their house, they hear jump on the radio, it's time for ball games, and Rick's going to be on. Uh, 
you know, I don't know what they'll do in the future. I don't know. That's their decision as to what they'll do with the music and stuff. But uh, yeah, those those things uh, you just have certain things you identify with, and people identify that with you. Every time that I go to go on, my dad recorded a handful of songs before he passed away. He played guitar for years, and I have a, a version of him singing "Turn the Page." So every time that I have the opportunity that I control the broadcast, that's the last thing I hear. And it's one of those weird things where I'm sure that jump is for you of, okay, now your mindset totally flips. You've got three, four, five minutes where, okay, I'm, I know what I'm going to do. I, and I'm now, for me, it completely calms me. I can go from whatever crazy thing just happened, whoever texts me, whatever is going on in the world to, okay, I have four minutes and 20 seconds before I have to go out and just be amazing or at least try. Yep, and and you'll know those things as as the broad as the years go on. The the, the things that you just mentioned with your dad, those mean something to you, uh, and and it means something to him uh, because I'm sure he's listening to you do those games now. And uh, those are the things that that mean, as I said earlier, it goes beyond just the the sports of it. It goes on to a personal. When you talk about what they'll do next, what WDOH will do next, I mean, what I I guess. It's always hard to follow in the steps of, I'm just going to say, a legendary person. What Whoever is behind you, whoever's next, what do you kind of want them to know or want people to, to just know to give them a chance? Exactly what you just said. Give them a chance. Uh, when you replace people that have been around that long, that people, you know, from what I understand, like to listen to, uh, it's difficult for that person to come in because they're always going to be compared to that person. And the last thing that I want to have happen is to have somebody feel bad about, well, you know, I don't know if I want to do this or not because I don't want to follow in somebody's footsteps. Well, you know, I understand that and I can appreciate that. But, you know, after a while, people will forget. Uh, maybe not forget, but it, it's not as important as it is right now. I mean, I've had people come up to me and say, what, you know, what's going to happen? excuse me, what are we going to, you know, and, and I say, it'll be, it'll be just fine. Uh, there'll be people that are, that are going to be doing the games, uh, that will be just fine and they'll have their own style and, and you'll learn to adapt to that and, and listen to that. It, it's going to be difficult. And you know, this, uh, and this is just my opinion. I think it's going to be difficult to find somebody that's, and I said to you earlier, seven and a half months of every Friday and Saturday, uh, it's difficult to find that anymore uh and and because you know people people have jobs people have families and, and i had a family that i said understood and 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 uh i was always there after every game i came home and and uh, we had our family time then and they knew how much uh i loved doing what i was doing and and i was there with their 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 school i never missed a school meeting because that was during the day and, and things i had to be at uh, I saw my, I did my son's games when he played in, in a high school and, and, and I told him at the radio say, I says, uh, you know, the, the games that he plays and we can't do that, that, uh, every game, we can't do his games. Uh, but I said, so I'm going to be taking off a few games here cause I'm going to watch him play. And, and that, the, you know, that I was able to do that during that period of time, but no, it, it's, it's very difficult. I feel sorry for, for people that are coming in to replace people, whether it's, you know, you, you can look down in history of the. Of, of the professional things, names that people recognize with the Vince Scullys of the world, and, and, and that's a totally different level. But It helps that Joe Davis is pretty good. Yes, though. yes, 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 yes. Uh, and, and people get used to those uh, after a while. I mean, but there there was, uh, you know, if you're a Reds fan, there was, you know, Joe Nuxall, and, and, and you had Marty Brenneman, and you, you had Joe Tate uh, with Cleveland, and, and you can go on down the list of those names that, uh, that well, like with the Buckeyes right now. Uh, you know, who's going to replace that voice uh, of football games uh, that you've listened to for many years. Uh, but it will happen, and those people will have uh, new ideas and new phrases, and uh, people will get used to them. Well, it's funny because I actually just a couple of days ago interviewed Tommy Thrall, who took over kind of somewhat indirectly for Marty Brenneman, and I asked him the same question. He said, I'm just going to be me and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, either people are going to accept me or they're not. Exactly. And never, ever try to, in my opinion, never try to copy somebody else. Never try to, to mimic somebody else or try to make you who you're not. You be yourself. As you said, you be yourself, develop it, uh, and, and do it how you want to do it. And people will 
people will will follow. What have the last couple of weeks, as far as the tributes from everybody and, and the the nice things and the well wishes, what what has all that meant to you? I haven't got enough Kleenexes <laughs> to tell you about that. I mean, it it uh, when they did the 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 Friday up at the at the radio station and the and the the tributes that I have gotten from players that I haven't seen since they were in high school. Uh, the Brandon Brandon Pardon called me the other day, uh, and I. Uh, uh, um, Ryan Ilias called me the other day, and I could go on and on with people that have called me and texted me and made statements that that just you know you sit there. I, it won't sink in until after you know everything's done and and uh, it's time for another football season this fall, and I'll sit and and hopefully be able to to uh, read all of these things and 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 take into account what actually. But but yeah, that day with the scholarship that has been set up in in, in Delphus at uh, both schools, uh, I mean it was just over the top. And and then to be up there <laughs> on that Friday uh, and see my daughter come in and my granddaughters come in who were supposed to be in school. <laughs> and they're there, and then my daughter talked about in her life what it, what her dad meant to her. Uh, you have a young daughter now, very young daughter, three weeks three old, weeks, yeah. and uh, you know she, someday she's going to say those same things about you, and hopefully, and oh, she will. And and uh, those are the things that that uh, you know what it means. I cannot, I I, and I'm usually as you know not at a loss of words, but when you ask me what does it mean to me. Uh, it means I'm a very lucky person. Well, it's funny because I would imagine that on Rick Miller Day, they were probably, you know, given a pass to be out of school. Uh, they didn't have to worry about not being <laughs> in school that day. I was told that it was it was okay. I just I just tell my wife, I say, Lynn, you know, every day should be Rick Miller Day, and I won't tell you what she said. <laughs> I got a wife. I can imagine what she said. Uh, is, the one thing that's kind of weird is last weekend, obviously, you have the last game at St. John's. You don't necessarily know your end date, in, in so to speak, right? Because with the way the tournament is, I mean, it, it could have been last night with Lipsick for St. John's. It could be uh, tonight for the Jefferson girls when they play Fairview. It could be next week. It could be the state tournament. I mean, it, kind of an oddity of, or is it just, it's been that way for 40 years of we didn't know. Well, it, it's been a, a mixture of things over the year. I mean, there was the time when, when I said that, you know, we did all 12 games of the state tournament, no matter who played. And, and I got to see people like LeBron James play. I did a lot of his games with the Pollitts twins up at, at, at Ottawa Glendorf. And you knew, or at least I knew, that, uh, you know, my season was not going to be over until uh, the final game of those 12 games in three days uh, at then, in those years, St. John Arena. Uh, but uh, times have changed, and it's no longer you know just a Delphus radio station that you. Uh, it's ninety three one, and and the stations that are part of Wolf Boom, and so they do those things that uh, I used to do. And so to answer your question, um, yes, I'm probably uh, if uh, St. John's loses uh, Friday night tomorrow night with Crestview. Uh, I'll be done because then 93-1 picks up and does uh, the, the other games at that point, and that's that's that, you know that's the decisions that are made, and and that's fine. I mean, I you know I've been there, done that all over all the years. Uh, you know, I, I mean, do you know, do I wish I was in Ottaville? Yep. Do I wish I was in Crestview? Yep. Do I wish I was in Grove? Yep. I mean, I go right on down the line with all of the teams that are around here that I know their coaches. And again, you mentioned the ones I just mentioned, whether it's a Doug Etzler and Crestview did his games when he played. Uh, I, I, I did Utendorf's games, uh, Keith's. I, I did, uh, you know, I go on and right on down the line with all of them. Uh, and, and, and you get to know those people and you feel part of them and you, you know, you want to be a part of, I, unfortunately you can only be at one place at one time. Yeah, but uh, to, to answer your question, yeah, I mean, uh, the time is, is running real short. My wife keeps saying, I always joke about cloning so that I can have two of me at, at all these games. You know, I don't yeah. have to choose. Yeah. She said, I think one of you is more than enough. Uh, most definitely. I've, uh, I've had that same thing because I'd love to be at two places at the same time. Uh, and, you know, especially in Delphus where we've got, you know, Delphus St. John's and Delphus Jefferson. And, and uh, you know... <clears throat> Last night was a good example. We we had on ninety three one was Bath because it's a Lima team, uh, so to speak. Bath and and Jefferson played, so that was covered. And then St. John's and Lipsick was was covered on on WDOH, 
And there again, uh, you know, and people are very understanding. You know, you, you can't be every place, and, and that made sense the way it was handled with the Lima station doing that. Uh, but it, it, it's, you know, it's difficult to be, I mean, you know, Ottaville plays the same time uh, that uh, Spencerville plays, and Spencerville plays the same, and you, you know, you know, you go on and on with that stuff. But Especially there again, this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, it is. It is a different year this year with everything, uh, and and you know, as soon as I and I always worry because as soon as I've mentioned the names I have, you know, I haven't mentioned Kaleida yet. I haven't mentioned Lincoln View yet, uh, Fort Jennings, and, and you know, all of the th those teams that you just love to to be a part of because uh, you know it. It uh, like the other night we're uh, sitting there and I'm talking with Todd Hain and we're talking about uh, he's got some things going on with health and his family with his son. And we're sitting on the bench. We're talking about that, not about the game. And all of a sudden, I realize it's time that I got to get back because we got to get on the air. And we hadn't even talked about basketball. But I go back to that's what it's all about with friendships of people over the years. And I'm so blessed and very lucky to have those. Well, it's funny because I, I do the same thing. And I look up, oh, there's six minutes on the clock. I should probably go do something. And last night, he, he does it to me all the time. Uh, one of my best friends in the world is Chris Kuhlman, the yep. coach at Lipstick. And... It's a heartbreaking loss for them. St. John's sure. played really well, sure. and I, I'm not meaning to take anything away from them, but uh, Lipstick, it was a hard time for them. They won 15 games there at home, and to look over and to see tears in his eyes while he's hugging his wife, I thought he did one of the greatest things that a coach can do, though. He came over to you guys, to me, and thanked you for being yes, there. I yes, mean, yes. I, I know that's not why we do it, but like as to have a coach or an administrator or whatever come over – that, that's a cool feeling. There's a lot of emotions that go into what we've talked about with broadcasting, but there's a ton of emotions that go on with those coaches because, as we all know, they're there uh, sometimes, you know, not just five days a week in classroom, but they're there with practices and they're there with these kids uh, and they spend a lot. And then to have it end, and, and, it, and especially, and I don't mean it this way, especially if you played the game, you know what goes through those minds of not only the players, because I look at the players because we were sitting right there on the floor. And you look in those players' eyes. Some of those seniors played their last game last night, and you feel for them. Uh, I can remember when I played my last game, uh, God forbid. Uh, I remember when my son played his last game. And, uh, you know, I left the press box and went down on, on the football field, and, and he hugged me, and I hugged him. And, and it, those things are, you know, you have a lot of emotions. that And for Chris to come over and to thank uh, you and I, and, and, and to be for being there, that takes a, a class act of a person because he's just had a, a major hit with what with what went on that night. And uh, you know, it, it, it's I've had I've had coaches uh, text me and apologize how the game went that night because the team didn't play well, like it's their fault, <laughs> and it's it's something that that uh, they take it very seriously, and it's one of those jobs. I wouldn't want to have is I would much rather sit in the press box than number one, be a coach or number two, be an official because in both cases, you're never right. Well, it's funny that you say it that way because Cole Fishbach texted me after the Knoxville game the other night, they put Fort recovery on the line about 22 times in the fourth quarter, trying to slow the game down. And it worked. They were able to cut in the lead, hit some threes, but he said, Hey, I know you got a new baby and I'm really sorry that I kept you longer <laughs> in Fort recovery. Yeah. And it's just funny to sure. be able to, those aren't necessarily stories where you're telling everybody, but to see those coaches outside as people. Yeah, it uh, and as we've said numerous times, it, there's more to the game than just the game, and that is uh, is something that that you learn in time. And some people can't give that up, but uh, not many of us. I've always said, not many of those kids that we see do the games or that we broadcast the games are going to go on and make a living and make a profession out of it. It's a life learning experience for them. And that's what it's all about. And if they can learn a little bit from the coaches and a little bit from the announcers, uh, uh, a little bit from people, that's what, what it is all about is learning those life lessons. When August comes around, week one comes, the uh, second to last week of August, it's football season. Yep. What are you going to miss most about those couple of weeks as it gets started? Uh, just what we just talked about, just getting everything ready, going out, seeing the player, having the players come up and talk to you, having the having the coaches and doing all those things that I've done for forty plus years. Uh, those are the things that are going to be tough because at the end of a of a season like you have now, you've had football, you've had basketball, even though it's a different year this year. 
uh, it's still been a long year, you know, seven months plus of, of doing these things. And you need to relax. You need to take your wife to dinner. You need to relax yourself and, and just do some of the things you want to do. But then always, as you just said, that next fall, which is not that far away, 10 months from today is Christmas. Uh, when <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, I wonder when somebody was going to start that. <laughs> uh, it, is, uh, it is something that will hit me uh, when uh, the radio comes on or the, and, and the sports comes on uh, TV and they start talking about what happened that night. And yeah, that's, that's when it'll have its, its full impact on me because then I'm not going to be around doing those things. Are you going to be able to just be cold turkey, or every once in a while, are you going to be like, uh, well, you guys need somebody? They've already went down down that road, and, <laughs> I, and I've told them, you know, there again, those are the things that you do to help people out. Do I want to do? No, I told you the reason why is my my, my kids. Uh, you know, I got I got granddaughters that I uh, need to be at piano recitals. I've got a granddaughter that plays basketball. Uh, uh, at, a, at, at an age where it's not high school or anything, but uh, her games are when sometimes I'm doing games, I need to see that. I've got two little ones coming up that I need to be around. Hopefully I'm around for them. Um, so, you know, no, I'm, I've, I've told them, I said, if you get in a situation where, because things happen. I mean, um, for it, you know, I don't want to use this as an example. Family things happen. Sickness happens. Uh, it might not even be planned. And, you know, I am, if they, if somebody, you know, if they need help, they call me. And if I can help out somebody because they had to go to, you know, whatever come up on a spur of the moment, uh, I'll help. But it's not something that I'm going to, you know, make a habit out of. Well, just wait till one of those games that your granddaughter's doing that they hand you the house mic. And just say, hey, oh. Could you just do this? Please? I already know. I already know. It's just sitting, uh, just sitting in the bleachers watching her play in a league at ten years old up in Bluffton. Uh, my daughter every once in a while has to tell me, "Dad, Dad, Dad," <laughs> and I, I said, "There's no way I could broadcast." Now I did my son's games, but uh, you know that was on the. the there's difference. How do I say this? There's difference between your son's game and your little granddaughter's game. <laughs> I don't, when 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 you yeah when you get to that point in your life you'll know what I'm talking about it it uh, yeah my my son I just say toughen it up and you know my granddaughter out there I'm going oh I hope she don't get hurt and and, and don't foul her <laughs> right right no she she looked at her wrong that's a foul oh yeah Didn't they oh, call yeah. that yes yes it, it is funny though I I've already I mean obviously just in three weeks of my brain has totally changed of oh I'm going to see this completely differently and. And that's my hope. You talk about your son, that my daughter is able to do something to where my ultimate goal in life is to hang around long enough to call one one or many yes, of her games. Yes, and and yes, and and you that will be so special for you when you do that, uh, and, and you will you'll get to do that. And and um, you know, if if they were to ask me to to uh, do a game for one of my grandkids someday, I would I would say yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I would have to do two things. I'd have to have the box of Kleenexes beside <laughs> of me and, and, and I would have to not show the emotion, which that will happen. I mean, I, you know, that can happen, but it's, yeah, it's something to look forward to. When you look at your career as a whole, I mean, what do you want people to know about Rick Miller? That I was fair to every school, no matter who it was, not just the Delta schools, but again, soon we start mentioning the all of them around here. I mean, I, I consider it all family. I consider the Ottavilles, the Fort Jennings, the Lincoln Views, the Spencervilles, the, the Bluffton's, and, and I keep, and then I keep forgetting, you know, I mean, uh, the Van Wirtz. I mean, I did games at Van, um, Van Wirt when, uh, when Quincy Cloud and, and, and Joey Gardner and, and, and uh, Eikenberry played back in those days when they went to Columbus. Uh, I just want people to remember that whenever they turned on the radio, they heard a fair, unbiased, broadcast of that game you've had and i've heard from a couple a lot of great partners mm. over the years people maybe don't understand that not only is that a give and take but it, it either becomes a friendship one of your best friends or it doesn't i mean there's not really an in-between of sometimes you just don't work out with people but you've had what seems like a lot of fun with the guys you've worked oh, with. Without with everyone, and I could, you know, it started out. You mentioned Mark earlier when I first came to town. Uh, Mark was doing the games, and and uh, Mark Wolfers did games with me for for a few years, and then Carl Metzger, who's now the uh, uh, superintendent down down in uh, 
in Columbus area. Uh, he did games with me for oh, probably seven or eight years. Uh, Dave Metzger did games with me for one year. He went on to Cincinnati. Uh, Jeff Whitler did games with me for, I, and I don't know, maybe eight, nine years. And then uh, uh, Jake Bowers did games with me for about 23, 24 years, something like that. And then this year, Jake decided uh, either he needed to be with family and, and good for him and and uh, those things because I know how old he is because he's how old I am. <laughs> and, 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 and this year, uh, you know, um, um, Nate Webb and, and, and Andy North have, have filled in when they could to do those games this, this past year. Uh, during uh, Jake did the football, but during the basketball season, those were those two. But every one of those ones that I mentioned, and, and you know, you think about it, in 42 years, there's only just a handful of them. Uh, but we were all, everybody had their own little way of doing things, and, and it was just fine. And, and uh, um, it, it, uh, it was a fun experience because everybody brought something different to the table. I don't know how else to say that better. I I appreciate it. I I was always mad. I, I wasn't a good enough athlete that you got to do my games. It would have been terrible. <laughs> They'd be like, "Why is he? What is happening? Why is Why is he doing that? He should go do something else." Yeah, that's, it, that's all I know. It it uh, it it's I, I those I, who can't broadcast. I think is how they <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, it uh, and that's what's been part. You know, that's been fun for me uh, is broadcasting uh, after playing. And and uh, it, it, sometimes it's difficult. You hear some people that will uh, be too tough on on a player, or but you cannot be tough on a high school kid. Now, if you want to talk about college, or you want to talk about the pros. Yeah, I can I can be very opinionated uh, about my Browns, <laughs> and I can be opinionated about uh, the sports teams that I love uh, at that level. But at at the high school level, those are just kids out there that are learning the game that uh, are very, very uh, passionate about what they're doing, and they don't need to hear criticism. Uh, I mean, I, when I say criticism, I mean, yeah, from a, you got to, you know, I, when I played, yeah, the coach, yeah, you, you, he had, there's times when the coach tells you certain things you got to do, and, and, and that's part of the game. But, uh, you know, never, uh, you, you just, when you broadcast a high school game, uh, you, you always – find what's good about what's going on. I mean, a team can have 50 turnovers, and you're not going to hear me talk too much about the fact that they had 50 turnovers. You might hear it in the stats, but it's not going to be where a particular player had, uh, you know, didn't have a good game. He knows he didn't have a good game. They don't need to hear that stuff. Uh, and not everybody uh, that has ever played the game has had a good game every time they've played, no matter what level. But, again, those are just kids out there that deserve the best. Well, I thank you so much for doing this. Not a problem. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, home of the Titan Burger, and if you're really hungry, the Cow Tipper. Tony's grounds their hamburger meat each day. Each patty is fresh and never frozen and not cooked until you order it. Don't forget to add some of the great sides like French fries, pickle fries, and their great breaded mushrooms. While you're there, you can't forget to get some of their great ice cream, ice cream treats, and frozen yogurt. Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, making burger history since 1962. The Spencerville Athletic Boosters are a 501c3 organization committed to supporting the student-athletes at Spencerville Local Schools. All donations made to the Boosters go to the athletes for new jerseys, huddle equipment, and much, much more. To learn more about the Boosters and to help our athletes succeed on the field with your generosity off the field, please visit facebook.com slash Spencerville Athletic Boosters. Or if you have questions, please contact Sean McFerrin at BearcatBoosters at Outlook.com. Let's go Bearcats! Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062, and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. And a big thanks to all those folks for always being a part of the uh, sponsorship of this broadcast. And I said a couple of weeks ago that uh, I was wanting to try to figure out a way, a new way to showcase those businesses. And uh, this week, Tony's is the business of the week here on the podcast. And uh, the reason why, they just opened about three days ago. And I had uh, 
stopped and gotten it a couple of nights ago after being in Lipsick and having the uh, St. John's Lipsick game on WZOQ Radio and uh, got a double cheeseburger. Absolutely loved it. Wife got a Titan burger. Didn't complain. So that's the uh, the biggest thing I can say. Stop over there. They've got just uh, terrific food right out there on the end of Ottawa and a uh, big supporter of everything that we've ever done at Z-Sports and WZOQ Radio, and you can hear them on other stations as well. And just a lot of great people and a lot of places that you have a choice to go. But if you get a chance to go by Tony's, make sure that you do. Tell them that you either heard about it on Z-Sports Live or on this podcast. And hopefully, I guess hopefully that leads to free cheeseburgers for me. That's kind of the whole deal, right? <laughs> I hope that you have a great weekend. Go out and watch some high school basketball, support local bowling, swimming and diving, wrestling, whatever it is, you can always come back and hear about it right here on Around the Hearn. Here I go. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.